0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Nobody likes to be sick, but it seems there are plenty of people who are willing to take a chance on a disease like COVID-19 instead of getting a vaccine for it. Why is that? And is this a new phenomenon? First, we have to understand the difference between vaccine hesitancy and anti-vaccine activism, which is also called vaccine resistance. Before the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Noel Brewer, Ph.D., a professor of health behavior at the University of North Carolina. He said, vaccine hesitancy and anti-vaccine activism are distinct and largely unrelated. Only around 2% of Americans will never get a vaccine. And among these hard refusers, only a handful attempt to recruit others to their views. By comparison, he says, most people have at least some questions about vaccines, which is not a bad thing. Quote Vaccine hesitancy is normal and healthy and should be encouraged. It's good to have questions, ask them, and get high quality, trustworthy answers. The vocal anti-vaccination movement is fairly recent and was really kicked into gear in 1998 by a now-discredited paper that appeared in the medical journal Lancet, which falsely linked vaccines with autism. However, vaccine hesitancy is as old as vaccines themselves. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Dr. Catherine Edwards, the author of an American Academy of Pediatrics clinical report called Countering Vaccine Hesitancy. As she said, This has been going on for centuries, and pointed to a cartoon published back in 1802 that depicts people growing cow-like parts. This was in response to Edward Jenner pioneering the smallpox vaccine by using material from cowpox. A medical historian by the name of Elena Conis wrote in a 2015 article in The American Historian that the first smallpox vaccine, quote, "...was met with enthusiasm but also dread." While many patients and physicians were eager to fend off one of that era's most feared diseases, many others balked at the prospect of contaminating their healthy bodies with disease matter from an animal. And then, when European countries began making smallpox vaccines mandatory in the early 1800s, she wrote that, quote, "...societies of anti-vaccinationists formed to protest what they saw as unequal treatment and undue infringement of individual liberty." but they didn't get much traction. There was also little protest against the polio vaccine, which was released in 1954 to wild enthusiasm in America, according to Konus. She wrote, Parents so dreaded polio that they were quick to seek the vaccine for their children, and coercive politics never became necessary. But as the decades went on, American parents were not so excited about vaccinations for measles, mumps, and other diseases, she noted perhaps because people were used to living with these diseases. Health officials often had to make vaccinations mandatory for school registration in order to get compliance. In 1982, a TV documentary called DPT Vaccine Roulette aired, featuring profiles of children whose mothers believed they were harmed by the vaccine for diphtheria, whooping cough, and tetanus, one of the first media pieces critical of vaccines. Then, that now-disproven 1998 Lancet article was published, sparking the anti-vaxxer movement. Fast forward to 2021 and the new vaccination against COVID-19. One-third of American adults are skeptical of getting it, according to the Associated Press, which is a pretty big problem for those trying to slow or stop the pandemic. So, why the hesitation? As we said, vaccine hesitancy is normal, even healthy. The reasons that it happens are threefold, according to Edwards. First, people may think that the disease isn't that bad, and therefore that it doesn't need to be prevented. Edwards said, One of the issues that makes vaccine hesitancy more common prior to COVID is that many of the infectious diseases that parents dreaded for their children have been eliminated. And it's true. Severe chickenpox, mumps, and other once-devastating illnesses are far rarer than they used to be thanks to vaccines. In terms of COVID, fear levels tend to run a wide range, with some people petrified of the virus and others totally unconcerned. Edwards explained many people who don't want to get the vaccine are less afraid of getting COVID than those who do get the vaccine. Of particular influence to this aspect of vaccine hesitancy is the media, says Edwards. A quote Some is very science based, others are not. An internet site doesn't come with a rating of whether it's based on fact or not. Secondly, people are worried about the safety of the vaccine. This is a big one for the COVID-19 vaccine in particular. Because it was developed so quickly, a lot of people think that it can't possibly be safe enough to use. In reality, scientists have been dealing with other coronaviruses like SARS and MERS for decades, which gave them a head start in the vaccine department. Thirdly, especially in American society, individualism is a big factor most people don't like to be told what to do, even if it is in their best interests. Edwards said that the line of thinking is, I, quote, decide for myself if I get vaccinated, whether I wear masks, if I go out, or quarantine. It's the sense of wanting to be an individual and having individual rights. Vaccination rates in general are still high in the United States, with 91.5% of children aged 19 to 35 months fully vaccinated against measles, mumps, and rubella as of 2017. This is an all-time high. The lowest rate between then and 1994, when the study that these numbers are from began tracking rates, occurred not so coincidentally in 1998, when the fraudulent vaccine and autism study was released. Vaccination rates were just 86% that year. Still, there's not likely to be a magic cure to eliminate vaccine hesitancy anytime soon. Brewer said, We don't have much evidence that interventions to decrease hesitancy can increase vaccine uptake. Such interventions have been unreliably effective. That said, the best way to address hesitancy is to have a person talk with their healthcare provider. A provider recommendation is the single best motivator of vaccination. So, Let's say a friend mentions that they're scared to get a certain vaccine, whether for themselves or for a child. The worst thing you can do is tell them they're stupid or unilaterally discredit their concerns. Instead, find out why they're concerned. Is it due to possible side effects? Uh, Fears about big pharma? Potential long-term problems? Validate those fears by listening and taking them seriously then suggest that they visit some reputable sites with you or on their own to get credible answers to their questions. A few that Edwards suggests are the CDC, the AAP, which is the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the National Institutes of Health vaccine information portals. She said, there's a wealth of information to look at that can answer questions, as long as it's a source that's linked to science. We would add that the American Academy of Family Physicians website also has an extensive explanation of COVID-19 vaccine myths and facts. Finally, as Brewer says, suggest a frank conversation with their doctor to find out why the vaccine is recommended, if there are any risks, and what the side effects might be. Most of the time, a simple conversation with a knowledgeable person will allay fears. Edwards said, Certainly, I want my patients to understand what they're receiving and how it works. I also want them to know that they may experience side effects that I can tell them about. Today's episode is based on the article Vaccine Hesitancy is Nothing New on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Leah Hoyt. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.